Hmm, Pavel Zaka, is he a bust? Is he a building block for the future? Is he good? Is he decent? Uh, should we trade him? Should we uh, protect him in this year's expansion draft for the Seattle Kraken? I don't know, but I think he deserves more respect on his name. So buckle up, everybody. It's going to be a Pavel Zaka episode. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alrighty now, what is up New Jersey? Welcome back to Locked On Devils Podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for the hockey writers, Trey Matthews. And it's currently 3.40 p.m. Eastern Time, June 22nd, 2021 at the time of this recording. And if you missed the last episode, I basically talked about a potential trade scenario to obtain Sam Reinhart. So if you guys have been missing the last few episodes, I basically have been doing a lot of rumor and silly season discussion involving the New Jersey Devils. What could potentially happen to the roster? Is this player worth getting? So obviously we've talked about Dougie Hamilton. We talked about Sam Reinhardt. We talked about Jack Eichel. We talked about Rasmus Ristolainen. A few weeks ago, I talked about Alexander Ovechkin. And I also talked about Connor McDavid. Obviously, you know, some are far-fetched. Some are just, you know, for the sake of just having fun. Others are more serious. So like the Sam Reinhardt one was a little more serious. Rasmus Ristolainen was a little more serious. Some are, you know, at the middle as in, you know, they're not that serious, but at the same time, they're not out of the realm of possibility either. So that's the Jack Eichel one. And then the ones that are just far-fetched and just for the sake of me just discussing it and just having this big hypothetical delusion, uh, the Connor McDavid and Alexander Ovechkin one. I know those will never happen, but at the same time, why not have some fun with it? So anyway, obviously we've been talking about a lot of rumors, speculation, silly season. That's fun and all because, you know, it's just fun to see what could potentially happen to the New Jersey Devils if this hypothetical scenario were to occur if it were to happen but obviously nothing is set in stone and obviously more likely than not usually rumors are just rumors and obviously we don't really have any traction in terms of whether these players are coming to New Jersey or not so why not discuss the now for the New Jersey Devils let's discuss players currently on our roster what do I overall think of them and obviously you know we're going to talk about what's going to potentially happen during the offseason so I guess it's a silly season but it more pertains to our particular roster, not a player on a different team's roster that we could potentially trade for. So anyway, uh, obviously there's something I want to talk about later in the week, and that is Matthew Kachuk. He is probably on the move from the Calgary Flames. We've talked about uh, one of his former teammates, Sam Bennett, potentially coming to the New Jersey Devils. I did an episode about that months ago, and obviously I said, should the New Jersey Devils trade for him as long as the price wasn't particularly high and uh, the Florida Panthers were able to obtain him, you know, relatively cheap. I think they traded, what, a Swedish prospect and a mid-draft uh, pick? I will have to look into that, but yeah, Sam Bennett wasn't very expensive, so could it be possible that Matthew Kachuk could be, you know, not that expensive for the Calgary Flames? I mean, he was an all-star back uh, a year ago, so obviously, you know, there's the speculation of that, but obviously, I will talk more about that either in tomorrow's episode or later uh, this week when I get more information, uh, more uh, ideas as to what could potentially happen for that situation, but for right now, I want to talk about a player currently on our roster, a player who doesn't get as much love as, say, you know, Jack Hughes or Nico Heizer, even P.K. Subban gets more love than this player. 
And who am I talking about? I am talking about Pavel Zaka. So why am I bringing up Pavel Zaka? Well, if you missed yesterday's episode, I basically talked about how it could be possible that Sam Reinhardt could come to the New Jersey Devils if the Devils are willing to give up Pavel Zaka and also maybe a draft pick and, you know, another prospect. Obviously, it would be loosely based off the Jack Eichel trade demands, but maybe, uh, like I said, it will be just a little looser in terms of, you know, how high demands the Buffalo Sabres have for that particular trade but obviously that's all speculation but why am I talking about Pavel Zaka going back to my point it's just because you know a lot of people on my Twitter they're just saying Pavel Zaka is not good Pavel Zaka didn't do this Pavel Zaka didn't do that he didn't amount to this and obviously what, what I related Pavel Zaka to Sam Reinhardt is that I believe they're both very underrated in terms of their production, what they bring to the organization. And I want to give you guys my final verdict towards the end of this episode as to what should we do with Pavel Zaka because I am not on that fence saying that he is not a good player. As you guys know, I pretty much defended Zaka towards the end of this year in terms of his production because I said your apology to Zaka needs to be just as loud as your hate towards him. And I I understand the frustration because I was also frustrated at the beginning of the year when he was putting up nothing but zeros to begin the year but at the same time I said don't lose hope because you know keep in mind guys the New Jersey Devils they hadn't played a game in almost a year due to the COVID pandemic so that's something you need to factor in right there when you talk about the New Jersey Devils struggle just keep in mind they hadn't played a real NHL game in almost a year there was no preseason there's obviously no practice time so they couldn't you know adjust anything that they were struggling with and obviously that's what separates the good teams from the bad teams which is you know usually the good teams teams are able to adapt to that you know uh, as the season goes on but if you're a young team like the New Jersey Devils usually you need a lot of practice time a good example is you know if you watch the games look at uh, how many turnovers we were having at the beginning of the year Uh, of course we cleaned it up towards the end of the year but obviously it wasn't good enough to help our overall record so you know just look at the turnovers we were committing and you know that that just shows how young of an inexperienced team we were we were making those basic mistakes and obviously it can be frustrating but at the same time you know we just had to learn we just had to grow so where am I hinting at I'm just saying like you know for Zaka for someone who was struggling at the beginning of the year just keep in mind he hadn't played a game in almost a year obviously limited practice time in terms of you know obviously morning skate isn't really a practice uh you know no full-blown practices because the off days were you know strictly for off days not for practice so you know that's something you have to also have to consider if you want to like you know bash on a player you know I'm just saying show mercy to someone like Zaka because Zaka has shown tremendous improvement this year I don't know if you guys realized it and he started to pick it up towards the end of the year so it seems like Pavel Zaka always seems to you know step up his game towards the end of the year for some reason so uh if you guys recall last season so uh you know towards the end of the year before uh everything was shut down due to COVID Zaka was pretty much on a tear so you know that's something you have to consider uh 65 games played had eight goals 24 assists for a grand total of 32 points and that was the 2019-2020 season and this past year he played in 50 games had 17 goals 18 assists for a grand total of 35 points so the fact that he was able to almost you know top his career high in assists uh you know really shows you guys that he he was improving because his career high in assists came from 2019-2020 as I stated when he had 24 assists and he played in 65 games so you know if if we just look at that sort of pace 
I feel as though he would have topped it with ease because uh, he was able to get 18 assists in 15 less games. And also, uh, he had his career high in goals in uh, a very shortened year, and he missed six games this year. So obviously, you know, that's something we need to consider. Just look at the improvement right there. He was able to get his career high in goals. Uh, He almost topped his career high in assists. And obviously, he was able to get his career high in points due to all the goals he was getting. So obviously, you know, I'm looking at that sort of improvement. And guys, you know, I know Zaka is probably one of the most experienced players on our roster. He's been with the organization since 2015. Uh, You know, surprise, surprise, because, you know, he's only 24 years old. So the fact that he has the one of the most experiences on the team and um, and that he's 24 years old, you know, it, it shows you that he's still growing. He's still improving in his own way. So where am I hinting towards is that, you know, I, I don't think Zaka deserves all the hate he should be receiving. And it's one of the narratives I was talking about a few weeks ago. Remember, guys, when I was doing uh, a narrative episode in which people said that Nico Heizer wasn't a good captain or that Mackenzie Blackwood wasn't a good goaltender? I defended both of those players because I just said, you know, you got to look at the context. You have to look at the background. And that's what I'm sort of doing for Pavel Zaka. So, you know, Pavel Zaka, he, he, he can prove. He can improve even more. So the fact that he had his career high in goals and points and almost topped his career high in assists so he couldn't get the... A career high trifecta, similar to what I was talking about Michael McLeod doing a few episodes ago. It, it just goes to show you guys that, you know, I don't think Pavel Zaka is going to be a complete bust like people are talking about, but uh, we'll talk more about that in a second. But first and foremost, guys, I need to give you guys the first live read this morning, and it comes from rockauto.com. So this episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible to go to your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home in your pocket. So save time and money by using rockauto.com. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, or even 100% more on the same parts for a chain store or a car dealership? So rockauto.com is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rockauto.com's prices are reliably low for every consumer. They have everything you need, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. So go explore their easy-to-use website to find the solution to your auto part needs. So go to rockauto.com right now and use all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. So as you guys know, I'm not a big fan of all the Pavel Zaka slander, if I'm being completely honest with you. And obviously my friends at Pucks and Pitchforks, they also agree with me in terms of just the conflicting reports of what people think of Pavel Zaka. And I'm here just to give you guys my overall opinion. So according to one of their articles that they released last month, they said that there are so many opinions on Pavel Zaka and the offseason is just going to you know, make it even crazier. And I have to agree with them because obviously there's going to be a lot of question marks for the new Jersey Devils and obviously I talked about Pavel Zaka potentially being moved uh, to get Sam Reinhardt obviously my colleagues at the hockey writers they kind of agree with me in that regards then obviously uh, Kachuk is obviously on the trading block as well so obviously you have to take that into consideration so obviously guys this is why I call it silly season because it's just going to get more hectic it's going to get crazier it's going to be you know good bad whatever the case might be as the offseason progresses as you know the playoffs are starting to wind down as you know it looks like it's becoming 
clearer and clearer who are going to be the final two for the Stanley Cup finals and who's going to be hoisting up that Stanley Cup trophy, uh, you know, when that final horn sounds. So, you know, it looks like the, the Tampa Bay Lightning might repeat, but we'll see what happens. But anyway, uh, going back to Pavel Zaka. So obviously, you know, there's uh, people who are conflicted on this. There's people who say that, you know, he's a bust. There's people who says that, you know, he's mediocre. People who say he's good. People who say that he should be a building block. People who say that he should be protected in this year's draft. I don't know what the case might be. Um, you know, I, you know, I, I'm even hearing reports saying that people think that he isn't even worth a third round pick. And I'm just here to say, stop with that. He is definitely worth a third round pick. Okay. Do, uh, he, he's worth higher than that. Let, let's just uh, keep, keep that in mind. Okay. I don't want to hear slander like that. Pavel Zaka is not a bust. Is he as good as people thought he was going to be? No. Obviously, I think that's just one of his downfalls was that he was just drafted relatively high and, you know, he has all this unfair scrutiny to do, you know, like at an all-star level or whatever the case might be. I get it. He was drafted sixth overall back in 2015 by the New Jersey Devils. He hasn't, you know, lived up to his potential, but I'm not going to say he's a bust because he's still a very good player. He's just not as good as, you know, people thought he would be, if that makes any sense. So I'm a little like a uh, when it comes to like, you know, choosing who a bust is and who isn't a bust because, you know, usually a bust is someone who's drafted relatively high and they completely just, you know, fall off the mark. They don't put up any production. Then towards the end of their career, they fall out of the league. Everyone forgets about them. I don't think that's the case for Pavel Zaka. Like I said, guys, he could have topped his career high in all three respective uh, scoring categories from goals to assists to points. And like I told you guys, had the season been a normal 82-game season, then you'd be seeing Pavel Zaka putting up you know, much higher numbers. And I was actually intrigued to see what could have potentially happened had the season been like 70 games or, you know, the normal 82 game season. And we would have seen Pavel Zaka just, you know, go on this career mark because it seemed like he was in a great groove. As I told you guys a few minutes earlier in this episode, you know, how he picked it up towards the end of the 2019-2020 season, obviously got shut down due to COVID. But, you know, those final 16 games of the New Jersey Devils shortened year shows you that Pavel Zaka was starting to pick it up. Then, you know, obviously uh, this season, like look at my latest tweets. I said, Pavel Zaka has been a man on fire. And in the final nine games of the year, he was able to put up 10 points. So obviously, you know, just look at his production right there. And what was another X factor that really helped Pavel Zaka? I think it was Nico Heizer just being able to lead him and Jesper Bratt. So that's another building block piece that we need to talk about because it seems like, you know, Jesper Bratt seems to be in that conversation as well in terms of, you know, potential building blocks for the New Jersey Devils, what could potentially happen to them. But obviously, you know, that's all speculation. That's all rumor, whatever the case might be. And so overall, you know, what do I think of Pavel Zaka? Well, you know, obviously the offseason is going to play a huge factor in terms of what could potentially happen to his future with the New Jersey Devils. If we keep him and we don't really move him, if we don't do anything, I honestly will be okay with that. But if we do move him, I hope it's for the right pieces. I'll elaborate more on that in a second. But first, I want to give you guys the second and final live read this morning, and it comes from betonline.ag. So BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, no pun intended. You can track all the action at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info on all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC, MMA action. My prediction for AL MVP for baseball, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., and my prediction for NL MVP, this should be no surprise, Jacob DeGoat, Jacob DeGrom, okay, so uh, 
uh, remember the name. So before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Is this your chance to get into the game? As teams are in full swing for their playoff run, so check out the Final Four for the NBA and the Final Four for the NHL. My prediction: Phoenix Suns for the NBA and Tampa Bay Lightning for the NHL. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. That promo code is locked on. So remember to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use that promo code locked on. Check out our friends at Locked On Bets to get all the latest news, odds, and info on all your sporting needs from them as well. So I have a final message for all you Pavel Zaka haters. How can you hate on Zaka when he led the team in goals? So obviously he is tied with Miles Wood in that regards, but I believe Pavel Zaka got his goals the quickest as opposed to Miles Wood. So that's why you see uh, Pavel Zaka's name at number one when you uh, look up statistics for the New Jersey Devils. So, uh, you know, I'm just putting that out there. So he was first on the team in goals. And then also he was in the top five for the assist category as well for the New Jersey Devils. So he was tied with Damon Severson for that fourth position. Uh, I believe that uh, Zaka got his assist the quickest because if you look at the stats similar to the Miles Wood situation for goals, uh, Zaka, I believe, got his assist uh, quicker than Damon Severson. So there's something to take note. And also the big and final one. Pavel Zaka led the team in points. Second was Jack Hughes with 31, Igor Sharangovich with 30, Jesper Bratt with 30 as well, then Miles Wood with 25. Pavel Zaka, if you need a reminder, had 35. So how can you hate on Zaka when he led our team in goals, points, and was top five in assists? I know it was a shortened year. I know some players weren't able to reach their full potential. I know another factor that I want to consider is that Nico Heizer was out for two-thirds of the year. So obviously, you know, there's another X factor right there. But I'm just saying, Pavel Zaka for this specific season was able to lead the New Jersey Devils in two of the three major scoring categories. And another factor that I want to consider is that Pavel Zaka played in 50 games this year. So he played in six less games than Jack Hughes. And he played in four less games than Igor Sharangovich. So obviously, you know, when we're looking at the top points, so Jack Hughes played in all the games this year. Igor Sharangovich missed two, and then Zaka missed six. And then, you know, when we're looking at the goals uh, category, Miles Wood was tied with Zaka for most goals on the team. But here's the thing. Miles Wood missed only one game this season, and Pavel Zaka, again, I can't reiterate this enough, missed six games. So the fact that Miles Wood was only tied with Pavel Zaka, and the fact that Miles Wood played in five more games should really say something. So obviously, you know, I'm just putting that into consideration. Then, you know, uh, we struggled in the power play a lot this season. We also struggled in the penalty kill, but that's a discussion for another time. But for the power play, guess who led our team in power play points? It was Pavel Zaka with 11. And next was Jesper Brat with 8. Then Jack Hughes with 7. Ty Smith with 7 as well. P.K. Subban with 5. And then look at power play goals. Who led our team? Pavel Zaka with five of them. So Pavel Zaka was great in the power play this year for the New Jersey Devils. I know we still suck in the power play. I know those numbers aren't really impressive, but amongst uh, you know the other players on the New Jersey Devils, he led he led it in that respective category. I can't take that away from him. So you know overall, I just want the Pavel Zaka slander to stop. I needed to end. I needed to diminish in that respective category because Pavel Zaka actually had a pretty decent year. Yes, he got off to a slow start, but he started to pick it up. 
up towards the end of the season, especially, like I'd say, the final month or so. Because I remember when um, Nico Heizer was returning, Zaka was actually the starting center on our second line. And I said that, you know, since Zaka is kind of on a tear right now, I really think that Nico Heizer should play on the third line and, you know, move Mikey McLeod to, like, the fourth and final line. So that way, you know, uh, Nico Heizer can get his footing underneath him. Nico Heizer is still a pretty decent defender. He could win a Selkie in the future if he sticks around. And obviously, you know, Nico Heizer uh, can lead any line that he's on. So he's played the first line. He's played the second line. Obviously, that's the line he finished off this year with. And then I thought, you know, just put him on the third line with Miles Wood and also Nathan Bastion. So that way, Heizer could just get his footing underneath him. So that way, you know, he's not rushed back. But then, you know, they added uh, Nico Heizer to center uh, for the second line and they moved Pavel Zaka to one of the wing positions so obviously you know I I, I gotta give credit when credit is due I didn't think that would work but ultimately you know uh it, it proved me wrong once again that Zaka was indeed uh still capable of putting up big numbers despite Nico Heizer taking his uh centerman position uh for the second line so obviously you know I was seriously having that kind of discussion so what is my overall final verdict on Pavel Zaka well I do believe that he's a very good player I feel like he's underrated I feel like he's underappreciated he's undervalued but at the same time, I don't think uh, he's the type of player that we should hold on to, you know, come the expansion draft. If the Seattle Kraken want to take him, then, you know, let him take him. So obviously, you know, he's a very good player, but he's not that good of a player. I'm just saying that I just wanted the slander to end because he is a good player. He's just not that good of a player, if, if that makes any sense. So I'm not saying he's a bust, but I'm not saying, you know, he lived up to his uh, hype uh, potential, if you know what I mean. Because like I said, he was drafted six overall back in 2015. And obviously, people had high expectations for him, but he just didn't pan out. So, uh, you know, if there's a trade in the works for the New Jersey Devils to get like Sam Reinhardt or Matthew uh, Kachuk, then you have to, you know, go all in for that. So, like, you know, trade Pavel Zaka to get one of those two players because I feel like those can be, uh, you know, players that take us over the edge in terms of just like production in terms of our rebuild in terms of like where we can see more points coming from whatever the case might be because they're two great offensive players they're also pretty decent uh defensively uh you know obviously once I get more information on the Kachuk situation then we'll talk more about that but you know for the meantime Pavel Zaka on the New Jersey Devils roster like I said if he sticks around for us next season then I have no problem with uh that at all or or if the Devils decide to trade him to try to get another big piece to help shapeshift our roster, then I don't have a problem with that either. So if you guys need some reference, uh, Pavel Zaka will be a restricted free agent after this season. So he signed a three-year, $6.75 million deal back in September of 2019. Obviously, uh, he is owed about uh, $2.25 million uh, on average per season. So you know that uh, he's pretty valuable for what we're paying him. And obviously, I think Pavel Zaka is a very good player. But obviously, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be that stingy and say that we should keep him. I'm not saying he's a building block for the future. But I'm just saying he was very solid. He was very reliable, especially in the power play. He led our uh, team in goals and also points. And, you know, he could have topped his career high in all three respective categories had it been in a normal 82-game season. So I'm just saying, you know, Pavel Zaka really... Uh, stepped up his game 
for the New Jersey Devils. And yes, he gets off to slow starts, but he picks it up when it matters most. And, you know, that's something I want to look forward to next season, which is if the New Jersey Devils are serious, if Lindy Ruff is true to his word, saying that he wants the New Jersey Devils to compete for a playoff spot next year, then I need to see Pavel Zaka get out of the gate strong. I can't see Pavel Zaka struggling, you know, at the beginning of the year, doing somewhat decent in the middle of the year, then towards the final, I'd say, end of the year, then, you know, uh, he starts to pick it up. So, like, you know, like, after a little after the middle part of the season, then, then that's when it's a little too late because, you know, that's when the playoff seeding starts to come into fruition. And obviously, sometimes when you try to make that late push, it can be a little too late. So, uh, for Pavel Zaka, I think he's a very good player. I don't think he deserves all the slander that the New Jersey Devils fan base gives him. But at the same time, you know, uh, is he a building block for the future? Uh, he can be. But, you know, at the same time, if there's a great offer to uh, trade him and get a, you know, an even better player who can, you know, take us to the, another level, then obviously this is a business and we have to respect that. So I'm just saying, like, you know, for Pavel Zaka, I, I'm just going to reiterate this one more time and then I'm going to close out the show, which is Pavel Zaka does not deserve the slander. He had a pretty good season. He's a solid player. Like I said, um, I know he was drafted relatively high, but I'm not going to say he's a bust. He is not a bust at all. He's one of uh, the most experienced players on this team, despite being the age of 24. And uh, I I think uh, ultimately, uh, based on what I've seen, I told you guys I wouldn't be surprised if he became an alternate captain next year. Obviously, I think for one game due to, I think, Severson having to be scratched for a game, Pavel Zaka was able to get one of the alternate captain spots temporarily for like a game or two. But obviously, you know, uh, that was a hot take I had, which is, you know, Pavel Zaka could potentially be a captain next year for the New Jersey Devils with Nico Heizer being the head one. And then I fully anticipate Jack Hughes to be one of the alternate captains next year for the New Jersey Devils. But let me know what you guys think on Twitter, Locked on Devils. And guys, I cannot thank you guys enough. You guys continue to give support to my social media page. So I got word from uh, Locked On Podcast Network that my Twitter following is actually up 10% and was uh, one of the top three followers gained uh, this week amongst all Locked On shows. So that ranges from NHL, NBA, MLB, NFL, whatever the case might be. So I can't thank you guys enough. Let's continue to grow the social media page. I'm trying to, you know, compete with Locked On Senators, but obviously that would be really hard to do so. I'm just trying to get to 300 followers by the end of the summer, and I think that's very doable. So if you guys really enjoy the show, please uh, leave a good review on Apple Podcasts, and I will give you guys a shout-out if I see it, and I'll also I will give you a shout-out on the Twitter page as well. So that's all the time I have for you guys today, so stop with the Pavel Zaka slandering. Continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils, and man, the Islanders dropped the puck really hard against the Tampa Bay Lightning a few games ago. I'm just saying. So I think the Tampa Bay Lightning might become uh, Stanley Cup champions once again and repeat, but you know what? What do I know? So I will catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening.